Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 516th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host and Evening Thatch, here today with my uh, spoopy co-host, because I don't get to be on the Halloween episode. (laughs) We have none other than R. Sigma. Hello. And Sublime Manic. Ooh, hello. Ooh. Uh, we're here to talk to you about some Pokemon because we are the Puckle Podcast. Puckle of, oh, that was a car horn. Uh, Puckle, of course, standing <laughs> for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007. Uh, we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the video game to the trading card game to everything in between. And we're, we're here to talk more Pokemon today. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. We're all excited. Everybody's excited. Uh, on that note, though, I, I mean, Sublime, it's been a really long time since you were on an episode. So long. Like, so, <laughs> the, the number of hours. So many. <laughs> almost almost exceeds, like, 80. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I was going to ask you what you've been up to lately, but I don't think you, you have much to talk about, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Just living through the best month of the year. Yeah. But what about you, Sigma? It's been a hot minute since you were there. What have you been up to? I, I've been playing some Expanded on trading card online before it dies before it disappears yeah any week now any week now it could go away we don't know (laughs) it'll just go away no warning i i assume they're gonna give us like at least a week warning before it comes so i i hope so but uh well i i feel like we might know next monday because they update the ladder yeah that goes every three weeks, and I don't know if it'll last another three weeks, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will see indeed. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes. That tra- this transition is going to be awful. I don't know what they're, as soon as I, we found out what TCG Live was, I'm just like, okay, so this is just a move because they don't want to keep paying a third party to keep doing this. I mean, Direwolf Games is okay, but. I mean, the client needed updated. <laughs> the client did need updated, but I don't know that it's getting updated. You know what I mean? I kind of. It's on mobile, though. That's true. At least it's on mobile. That's what I care about. And not just iPad. No, they needed that desperately. I can't believe it took them this long to get it on mobile. Very mm. yeah. Like, that's insane to me that it hasn't been on mobile this entire time. I think it should be available on the Switch, too. It should, it should be available be. on the Switch, but it's not going to be. No. I mean, after... After Yu-Gi-Oh! announced that its new client is going to the Switch, it's like, Pokemon should be there, too. Wait, Yu-Gi-Oh!'s client's going to the Switch? Right? Master Duels is going to the Switch. I hate this. So it's like, I hate this. Pokemon should follow. This timeline. Um, I, I just always feel like Nintendo uh, is always something like two steps behind everybody else. Because they'll, they'll quote-unquote catch up and then immediately be like, they'll just be like, yeah, we're on to the next thing already. <laughs> I was looking at like their online services and everything because if you look at our like the Nintendo online services, which are kind of a joke at this moment, because well, that depends. How much money do you want to spend for it to be a joke? 
<laughs> I, it, it's a very it can be a very expensive <laughs> joke depending on whether or not you really want to play ocarina of time oh my god i really want to play paper mario but it's not coming out at the release so i'm good for now i'm good for yeah. now i have i have fortitude it's not too bad if you make a family that's true if you're not in a family if you're getting the individual plan i'm sorry for you <laughs> Um, well, so to be fair, I thought the $20 a year was super cheap for the Nintendo Online to begin with. Oh, $20 is fine. Agree. Reasonable. Very reasonable. Oh, well, especially because we found out that they're still like utilizing peer-to-peer <laughs> connections for a lot of things, which is absolutely stupid. They should have a dedicated server for at least something like Smash Brothers. <sighs> Splatoon, Smash Bros, maybe even Pokemon. Pokemon probably should. Honestly, Pokemon should probably have servers. Just because of how many people play it. Like, we have some of the numbers for, like, the number of people that reach Masters every every year or every month. So, like, there's a sizable number of people still playing Pokemon at that level. Mm-hmm. It's declining, but we'll see. It's definitely declining. I think it. Yeah, they could resurrect it if they just add in the Pokemon from Legends. Like, they could resurrect those numbers a little bit. It would do well for it. I, I definitely agree on that. I think it would. Uh, if they got rid of timer, they'd see the number go up too. I think honestly. Well, you wouldn't see masters numbers going up, but more people would be playing it. I think you might see masters numbers go up, and my my explanation for that and my reasoning is the following: you just have more people playing on cart in general. Uh, that's fair. And I think more people would start playing VGC. Well, maybe not start playing VGC. You'd have more people playing like BSS and VGC just to, like futz around on the cart. It feels real awkward that that. Sword and Shield is around for another year. Maybe more. Yeah. Maybe more. Like, I don't it, know. it feels like it should be out to past year, like next year, hopefully, but Probably. I don't know. A particular uh, uh, PokeTuber says it won't be, or not PokeTuber, Twitter personality. I mean, <laughs> I believe something may be up next year with how Pokemon Legends Arceus is be- well before Pokemon Day, but we'll see. In January? Yeah. Jan- exactly. A January release is not the one. Like, I've thought that since they announced the release date. It's like, why is Absolutely. that not in February near Pokemon Absolutely. Day? Why? Sword and Shield, I just feel like, was a really bad start into the Switch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a bad misstep into the Switch for a lot of reasons, aside from Dexit as well. But that's one of them. I think something like, uh, I don't know, like, if they would have kept timer, I think it would it would be less of an issue. Like, if the timer wouldn't mm-hmm. have become as big of an issue as it has been, I think more people would have played and, like, stayed on and kept doing things. I know for a fact that's... Li- I can I can count at least, like, six, seven people that are on our staff that have that opinion. <laughs> so I, I can imagine that's that's a big thing that... I don't know. If Gen 9 does happen, just fix the timer. I am hoping that it was a stepping stone and they've learned and are going to make a good game. I don't know. I would have really, I would really like Gen 9 2023. I'm telling you that much. We'll see. I don't know how many teams they have, and they're also now situated in Nintendo, the same building as Nintendo. So they might be getting support from there too. We'll see. My biggest concern for that, because like what you mentioned, the teams uh, from a development standpoint is we don't actually know who the director of Legends Arceus is. <laughs> like we don't know. They haven't announced it, which is somewhat worrying for a number of reasons. Like, one, is it just somebody we don't know and shouldn't expect? Mm -hmm. Or is it somebody that's just like, oh, he did something bad once and we shouldn't do that again? Mm -hmm. That's what I want to know. He doesn't want his name out there so they can just attack him on Twitter. 
Honestly, that might be part of it. That might be part of it. I don't think, I think Legends is like one of the bright spots in Pokemon right now. I think it's a bright spot, but the way the internet was attacking it when it was first announced, like. Oh, not even just then, just now too. Like if you look at the people that are complaining that it's not like completely open world and it's Monster Hunter style open world. I think that's fine. Right? I'm like, oh, so what? <laughs> like, right? that's perfectly fine. <laughs> I have no issues with that. I don't need Breath of the Wild. I'm okay. Like, Breath of the Wild Pokemon's a little extreme, guys. I'm 100% okay with this. I don't think that that wouldn't be a good thing, but I think it's fine that this isn't what that is. Yeah, like, it's fine. I think it makes sense, especially with what the yeah. game is supposed to be. Because Pokemon in general usually needs to be semi-linear. Like, at minimum, it mm-hmm. needs to be semi-linear. And this helps it be semi-linear. Yeah. Because you probably have to unlock areas and everything. You got, what, five or six areas that you'll get to yeah. do? It's fine. I think that's fine. Exactly. You don't need to go to the last area immediately. That That's silly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. I, I think that's one of the... I don't know. I think Legends Arceus is very, very good, though. Like, I, I don't understand why there could be any hate for it. It's something different. I, if you if you're not into it, don't buy it. That's fine. I mean, like exactly. Like if you you're not into it, like okay, you still have your regular line Pokemon game, so I don't see the yeah. issue. Oh, that's one hundred percent why they made BDSP. Like you're still getting your annual release of the same thing you've had the last ten years. So why are you upset that there's another option? I really like mm-hmm. the annual re- I Well, not annual release. I like getting the same thing over and over again, and I uh, it makes me a horrible person. Right, and that's fu- and they still have that is the thing. I know. So I like, know. I- you still have what you ordered. Just because the menu <laughs> expanded doesn't mean you can't get your favorite meal. Oh, BDSP <laughs> like, is right there. Right, it's there. right there. Yep. Exactly. Two months before, right there. Like it's fine. We, we talked about it last week, but I'm still super interested to see what the sales numbers of both these games are going to look like. Like April April 30th, 2022. Mm-hmm. That is like the day I am waiting for. Because that's the one that you're going to see all the sales numbers for both BDSP and Legends. Yeah. Like early May, late April, one of the two. They've been pushing them back lately. It's annoying. That's fine. That's fine. Either way, around that time, I'm going to be extremely excited just to see those numbers. Because I want to see if like Sword and Shield has hurt the legacy at all, or if it's helped it. Mm -hmm. Because my opinion's always been, if Sword and Shield is, is actually... It is actually bad, which I don't think it is an entirely bad game. It's still a good po- It's still a good game. Like Pokemon games are inherently good. I think it's fine. It is. Yeah. Fine. I, I just want to know. I want to know if like that whole debacle and like how the community erupted has actually affected things, or if it's just all internal to the community. Because we're so I'm so ingrained in it, right? I'm mm-hmm. that just so ingrained in it that I can't tell the difference between like general excitement for for mm-hmm. Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Uh, or general disappointment with Pokemon, or if it's just like a very small portion of the community shouting at it. Yeah, we yeah. would not be able to get an unbiased perspective. And that's what I want to see. I want the unbiased perspective, which is the sales numbers. I mean, Sword and Shield have done incredibly well. I also don't know if whether they do good or not will reflect on if it's the result of how Sword and Shield were received, because these are both very different games from Sword and Shield mm-hmm. in notable ways. Maybe it's not Sword and Shield that I'm worried about. It's just the direction of TPCI that I'm worried about. Because I don't know how, how sustainable, like, releasing BDSP with just BDSP, or with just Diamond and Pearl Pokemon, like Pokemon up to Diamond and Pearl, how successful that could really be. I think it's fine. I don't know if it's a $60 fine, but I think it's fine. You see that reaction that you just said? I think it's fine. 
That's what that, that's what worries me, right? Like, my thing is, I'd prefer like a virtual console kind of pre-release, like yeah. just just fix the old games to run on Switch and figure out how to fix the DS screen issue. Yeah, but that's where I'm at with it. It's like a that's fine. I I would like a virtual console kind of style thing, but we'll see. Let's leave it there before we get into it too much. Oh but. yeah, that, that sounds like a good place to pick up later. Yeah, yeah. We'll segue. We'll segue into that in something like twenty or thirty minutes. <laughs> so, so on that note, uh, we're gonna kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music. And welcome to the news. There's no news, maybe. There's some news. We're recording on Wednesday instead of on Saturday, because Thatch will be on an airplane. So <laughs> there's trailers tomorrow, probably. <laughs> We're just giving the so, next week that they record more to work with. Well, they're going to be doing a, like a Pokemon fan game thing. Yeah, they have a fan game next week. So They're, yeah. not, doing, they're not covering the news. Nope. I'll get to do that when well, I come Well, then we're just back. saving two weeks from now for there to be lots of news. Yeah. All right. So, in the uh, in the news that's happening right now, the Halloween event in Pokemon Unite has finally started. It's added Greedent as well as uh, as a playable character. You can actually unlock it during the event if you get enough pumpkins. I don't know how to get enough pumpkins. Uh, I do not know <laughs> the answer. Login bonuses are a lot of them. Playing with friends, I think, is a lot of them. Yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's also a price of a video game Lucario costume. Yeah, just $40 for your costume. The Zero Aura one is super cheap. I'm a fan of that one. It's like a dollar. <laughs> so the, uh, the Lucario one's at least the cool one. Like it's the one for, from like the movie, which is kind really of, nice. yeah. kind of, yeah, kind of from the movie. It's inspired like, by the movie. And yeah. yeah, I mean, they use that one actually all the time in Japan. When I went I was to gonna Japan, say, I know there's a more accurate one in like a, in a production line that they did with a Zora yes. and a little vest yes. too. So, so they because uh, when last time I went to Japan, it was in uh, it was in October, so it was right around that spoopy season, mm-hmm. and so they did uh, they actually like gave out like free art if you went to Pokemon Center, mm, yeah for cool. uh, for for that with that Lucario on it and stuff like that. So I, I have some of it. Ooh. Which is actually really cool. Um, yeah, I like the the Zor- They put the zero aura in, and they're like, "Here, it's on sale immediately. It's it's like a dollar. Yep. It's like, oh, okay, it's not bad. That that is a reasonable price for a costume. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. All right, well, move on then. Whoever's green, uh, I think that's me. So this week to celebrate twenty five years of the TCG, which wow, I didn't expect the TCG to have started six months after the games came out. I think it but, did. I, I think it, well, they, like, when Pokemon dropped, they were, like, pushing it hard, especially in Japan. Yeah. I, I was shocked. I expected it to have been, like, a year after, maybe, maybe. I don't know. That's how, like, a lot of things start in uh, in Japan, though, right? Like, they just start TCGs for everything, and then they just see what sticks. Yeah. So, that that's exciting. But, anyways, <laughs> they announced a new type of card for our TC, our Pokemon TCG. Uh, they're essentially, like, spiritual successors to VMAX cards, but since Dynamax isn't around anymore, hey, they're only worth two prizes, and they give you an ability kind of like a GX attack that you can only use once a game. 
Uh, they shut <laughs> it off on Arceus. That's interesting that they're doing that. I wonder if that means that maybe we're not getting Gen 9 as soon as we thought. Because they're just like, hey, VMAX I mean, is no longer as cool. I mean, tag teams only lasted a year. so They That's usually true. just pick a new mechanic every year. It's Prism fun. Star only lasted a year. Like, it, yeah, it's oh, always like, what's the mechanic oh, we're oh, adding this year? Yeah, they, they like to do like these year-long mechanics. So it's like, I'm oh, not okay. a fan now. <laughs> I just want. Yeah. I just don't want Gen Nine yet. I want them to take their time. <laughs> it tells us nothing. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it gets a GX type attack too. No, it's an ability instead of. An oh, attack. that's so cool. You can use one V Star ability per game. So I'm into it though. I'm into it. Yeah, yeah. the first one's basically a uh, zero cost two card computer search. So yeah, that's yeah, cool. It's good. Uh, all right. Well, Sublime, get us the next one. For sure. A new Pokemon has been teased, Ookily Spookily, for uh, Legends Arceus. It, so- it sounds similar in design to Vulpix or Growlithe, and it's white with a fluffy neck and a red-tipped tail, apparently. Yeah, Y'all saw. They, Y'all yeah. saw. It was a cool <laughs> little teaser, though, that they just randomly dropped. Yeah, I really appreciated how they went about, you know, making it actually kind of interesting and exciting. Uh, it reminded me of when people stared at a forest for 24 hours. Yeah, except it was better because it was only a minute. But, like, not. But, you know, like, they're trying something different to announce something, and I'm like, I'm here for that. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that one. But Make I like reveals when... exciting. Make reveals exciting again, you know? Exactly. I, I, The only thing I wish they would do, and maybe this is just because Legends Arceus is coming out in January, is I wish there would be, like, they would have been a bit more frequent between the months of, like, February and August. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wish there would have, I, like, as much as people poop on the Sun and Moon release cycle... I still appreciated having like a video almost every two weeks. Even just letting us know that new regionals were coming to the game. Yeah. Back in like June when E3 happened. That right? would have gone a long way. <laughs> you, all you would have to do is show like Hisuian and Growlithe and nothing else. Growlithe or Braviary. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yep. You didn't have to show us Basque Legion yet. We just wanted a little, little bite. Nibble. Yeah. You, you didn't need to show us a new Pokemon or anything. I, I think it, I don't know. I'm very excited for this. I think it's really cool that they took the risk of showing off new stuff in a not main series S game. Or by that, I mean like one with like the normal mechanics of a Pokemon game, right? Yeah. I, I like it. I like it. And I, I appreciate they're, it. They're compatible with Sword and Shield relatively quickly. Uh, I hope so. Uh, I, I really hope so. I want to see people use Basculation in VGC. I, I hope I we get that, that update. I, I want that. Well, yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm not. Uh, I'm more hopeful. I'm more hopeful because of Basque Legion and Weird Ear and stuff. That like that's 100 percent the only reason I am more hopeful is because of that. Uh, <laughs> My main issue is the the best Pokemon that they've shown has probably been Braviary because Braviary was already good. Uh, yeah, well, you do, we don't know the stats for something like Weird Ear or for Basque Legion either yet, so. Yeah, we've, but, we've got hey, that going. We'll and, I mean, we're not going to know it when you play Legends Arceus unless there's some conversion calculator that they use because the stats are completely different. Mm-hmm. We'll probably be able to figure out over Pokemon that we do have the stats for. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. I, theoretically, it's not just some like random thing that they tailored each Pokemon for, but rather um, some kind of conversion, which I think they'd have to do anyway. So it's just super easy to send them to home because in home they're going to get converted to regular Pokemon, right? 
Mm-hmm. And this, this is just something to think about because I don't know if they're going to let you pull Pokemon from home to take them to Legends Arceus or if you're just going to be able to dump Pokemon from Legends Arceus into home. Yeah, I was I was shocked when they revealed that there's like a trading feature in Legends Arceus because I didn't even expect that. So I, I expect it because I imagine there's going to be some trade evolutions. I, I mean, there that's, are, that's but I just thing. figured we were just going to give them new methods of evolution. Like, no, that's Electabuzz. bold. Don't, don't think of it. They did that once. That was the one gimmick they did, and that was it. Okay. I, I thought we were going to go full single player and just give it new <laughs> <ways of> evolving. <laughs> All right. So I think this is some of the more exciting news that dropped this week is in video game battling news that there are regionals, international challenge, and international challenges announced for in-person competition this year. And that blows my mind. So the first one is going to be March 18th to March 20th, 2022. Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to have both the VGC and the TCG there. Uh, March 25th and through 27th in Orlando, Florida. VGC, TCG, and Pokemon Go, which is... (laughs) I, I still don't get how you can pull that off, but I guess it's going to get people to show up, probably. Good, and then, good luck being yeah. in the convention hall trying to play that. Uh, right. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine the signal? That's going to be horrible. Uh, um, and May 6th through 8th in Indianapolis, Indiana. That's actually a nice convention center. They're going to be doing VGC and TCG there in, oh, my gosh, I'm going to mess this up, somewhere in New Jersey called Secaucus? Secaucus. Sure. New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to have VGC and TCG. May 27th through 29th, Vancouver, Canada. Uh, VGC, TCG, and Go. June 17th to 19th, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. VGC, TCG, and Go. Uh, there is going to be a European International Championship in Frankfurt at the end of April. And the North American International Championship is going to be in Columbus at the end of June. Uh, so mm-hmm. keep your eyes out for that, I guess. Um, and let's hope that, uh, the Zeta variant doesn't get us by <laughs> then. We'll see. We'll see. March is a long time. There's a couple European ones I didn't put into, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad they didn't do like, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad they really didn't wait be like, oh yes, January is when that starts. March feels like a good time to be like, yeah, maybe this could happen. Yeah. The... Although, I don't I wish know about they Orlando. I wish <laughs> they would have lowered the uh, points threshold, though. Did they it's not? still 500. Well, okay, uh, so to be fair, I think they kind of have to because they keep letting people from the previous years keep qualifying. I know, and but it's so awkward for anyone who wants to try to get into it. Because it's like, no, you just to. have to wait. You have to wait till August. Like, you're not getting in if you haven't started. What well, I would really like to see um, is I would love for them to continue the online events they've been doing. And I hope those are end. But I, I have a feeling they will. Those. I prefer those. Oh I just like them. Gosh. I like them a lot. I've said it on the show before. My number one favorite thing was when they did the first Players' Cup. The people who top cut Players' Cup were nobody that anybody knew. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought all cool. of them. All of them. And I think that's because there's such a high barrier of entry for this. Because you have to travel. One, now you're going to have to be willing to travel in God knows what kind of health conditions um, around Not the country. Not to mention, aren't hotels like super inflated right now along with bed and breakfasts, yep. breakfasts as well? Yeah. Yeah. And, it's uh, going to be nuts. Planes, uh, are, planes are a rough thing from what I've heard too. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just – it's going to be nuts. I I don't appreciate things like that. I don't know. I've just never been a big fan of the Pokemon circuit to begin with because it's kind of snowball-y and 
it just uh, lets like rich college students go become Pokemon masters. Mm-hmm. And that's that's I'm just not a fan. That's about it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I guess that's it for the news other than being like, hey, Pokemon Go is going to be at some regionals. And mm-hmm. it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so on that note, though, we are going to go ahead and uh, end it here. And we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. <laughs> Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Trivia Pokey Quiz, whatever this segment is called. I am, the sun is in a different place right now. I do not know how to handle it. And we are going to go ahead and start these questions off. You've re- heard the rules. We're going to jump right into it, though. The first one is going to come to you guys from the Purple Knight. Most legendaries have a catch rate of either 3 or 45. However, there are two legendaries with a catch rate of 10. What are they? Hmm. Oh, hmm. I believe it's a story-related legendary. I assume those would have been the 45, because I'm assuming that the 45 are... Um, I think it's Zacian and Zamasantan. I, okay, because the 45 is Zekrom and Reshiram, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I know for a while they had like Rayquaza at 45 and they just forgot to bump it down after Ores. Um, but I think Zacian and Zamazenta had like a lower catch rate, but not a three. And most things, well, most legends didn't get new catch rates in Sword and Shield because they're in that makes Adventure sense. where they're 100. That makes so. sense. All right. Zacian yeah. and Zamazenta are correct. They do have a nice. catch rate of 10. All right. So this next one is going to come to you from, we're going to go with, uh, we're going to just go with Gus. What is the only in-game, only location in-game whose name can be changed? Location? Hmm. So would it be like something that's owned by the player? Yeah, that would make sense. Would it be the- I'm thinking it's Blank's PC, because that's where your Pokemon be, and it's a location, and it's named after you. <laughs> Unless you're right. <laughs> No, my thought was uh, mm. in Platinum, how you get the villa. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's my thought. But Or is there like a place that the name changes after an event, maybe? Uh, I was thinking maybe that's the case, but I can't think of anything. I can't either. But the that bat- the villa uh, in Sinnoh makes sense. Like once it gets, once you own it, maybe that changes the name of it. I don't know. That's my thought process sure. anyway. Oh, wait. Um... Is there any place that has a different name based on uh, which version of the game you play? Yeah, but that doesn't change its... Oh, wait. Like, as in... Oh, is it the is it the black 2, white 2 cave for the Reggies? Because it, you can change its location. You can change what Reggie it's in, and does that change mm. names? I was thinking it might have been uh, where the temples are in Sun and Moon. Uh, no, because you can't really change mm. the name of that, because it's a different dimension. I'm going to need an answer. I could see it being like the Reggie Chambers because you change what Reggie Chamber it becomes with the key. Oh, I like that. Yeah. 
That's a location that's changing. Because it's the same location, but it's a different thing. And you physically change it, so. Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. That's my guess. Sure. I like that guess (laughs) as well. Uh, The Reggie Chamber, I believe, is incorrect, because I think the chamber just has one name. Okay. Uh, The (laughs) answer is from Black and White 2, though, and it is Join Avenue. Oh. What yeah, was it in the other one? Oh, because you named Join Avenue, huh? You can rename Join Avenue. You name Join Avenue. Oh, Join Avenue yeah. was fabulous. I loved I it. Liked it. Yeah. I liked Join it. Join Avenue is like mwah, a chef's kiss, right? Like Yeah, yeah. It was it was the good version of Festival Plaza. It's it was seriously. It was. <laughs> I don't know how they've just been managing to like downgrade everything they've perfected <laughs> very quickly. Mm. And with mm. a lot of these things. All right. The next one is gonna cu- is your Pokedex entry question, and we're gonna get it from uh, we're gonna get it from Gliscore Gamer this week, only because Liger tried to do Snivy. That's the other <laughs> one. That would have been fine. That would have been fine. I know. Give us a freebie. <laughs> this one, this one, you should probably remember too. Sublime. Its oh, sword no. entry reads: After captivating opponents with its sweet scent, it lashes them with its thorny whips. Who's that Pokemon? Is it like a Bulbasaur or Ivasaur? After captivating opponents with its sweet scent, it lashes them with its thorny whips. I'm thinking like a Roselia. I could see it being a Roselia. But I don't know that Roselia has whips. Hmm. You know, it's just got them pretty flower fingers, whatever, you know. Yeah. So I don't Hmm. think it's that. Because it can't be like the Bellsprout line. They aren't in Sword and Shield. Uh. I was like, well, it can't be Snivy from the Sword and Shield. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any of the other starters have vines, do they? Not thorny whips. Yeah, like that would be a Bulbasaur thing. And I don't think, are Bulbasaur's whips thorny? I don't think they are. I feel like Ivasaur's might be, I don't know. I'm gonna need an answer. I'm okay with Roselia for a first try. I don't think it's Roselia, though, so now I'm nervous. Uh... Alright, are you locking in Roselia? Yeah, if we need to I guess. Yeah. I will give it to you. The answer is Roserade. It's Roserade, okay, but I, I'll give okay. it to you. I'll give it to you. You get the two points for that. Backup entry was pretty much the same thing. It's Heart Gold and Soul Silver entry reads, Its sweet aroma attracts prey, then it spews poison. The more toxic it is, the sweeter its aroma. I'm not sure that would have gotten us closer. No, it wouldn't have. <laughs> uh, I read that and I'm just like, mm, Well, no. I guess it's lucky that we went with what we went with. I think that would have put us towards, like, Vile Plume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that gives you guys three for three now. This next question is going to be worth up to, I think it's three points. Uh, there are six answers for this. You will get one point for every two answers. Um, you get two strikes and then you're out. This is from okay. Spike. What six types have yet to be combined with the normal type on a Pokemon? Oh, oh that's, that's easy. Not bad. So ghost that's is one, right? Easy. Normal ghost. Yeah, that's correct. That's one. Normal, uh, let's see. Going through normal the theory exists. Does I can't think dark. of a normal poison. I don't think there is a normal poison. Yeah, normal poison. That's two. There is a normal dragon, though. A normal steel, I don't think there is one out, though. That is three. They don't want to make fighting too powerful. Normal rock, on that note. That is four. <laughs> normal ice. That is five. There's one more to get the, the full one. Oh, normal bug. Normal bug is the sixth one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that gives you all three points for that question. You are sitting at six points right now. You can get your full uh, full seven if you get this next one correct. This one is your base deck question as always. And it's going to come to you from Polywo. 
What electric type Pokemon has the highest defense of all electric type Pokemon? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, it's probably a Lolan Golem, isn't it? Yeah, that makes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, what are what are the electric steels? But I bet Magnezone has less than Golem. I, I feel like Golem's yeah. definitely higher than Magnezone. The only thing that competes with it is probably Mega Ampharos, but I, I I think Mega Ampharos is just all special attack. Is <laughs> I know it doesn't have a speed stat. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's going to be the highest, even if it were increased. I don't think any legendaries are up there. No, because uh, the electric not legendaries reg- tend to be Regilecki. frail and strong. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't think it's a legendary either. The legendary electric types are usually not defense behemoths. So sure, why not Golem? Alolan Golem. Alolan Golem is correct uh, with a base defense of 130. Uh, the next, well, the top, the top four is going to surprise you. Next up is no. The next one is Zekrom at 120, and then okay. the next two are tied, who are Magnazone and Alolan Graveler. <laughs> At 115. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> not the Graveler. Electric types and defense are not best friends. They know? don't mix. They, no. They just but don't. speed. But speed. Speed good. A lot of speed. speedy. <laughs> that gives you guys seven points, though. So that changes things up uh, pretty significantly. So we're going to go ahead and uh, and highlight those. And we're going to go ahead and sort. Um. Uh, all right. So in first place, we have Sublime Manic with 19 points. In second place, we have our Sigma with 13 points. Ooh. It's just because everybody's so close together and then you guys get to play. Um, and then in third place, we have Seth Vila with 12 points. In tied for fourth place, we have Whimsicott and Mark with 10. In sixth place, we have Linian with 7. And Claude and Jushiro are tied for seventh place with 5. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. On that note, we're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the topic. Hey, would you like a green Tauros badge? Well, you can have one. If you come over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast, we are going to be giving them out once we hit $850. We're going to be giving those to every patron at the $10 plus tier because uh, we love you guys. We'd love to see this project project made. Of course, if we hit any other thresholds on the way there, such as $800 for the week-long giveaways to the community, that would also happen as well. So if you'd be interested in getting a green Taurus badge, be f- feel free. Come on over. Uh, if you can't support the show, don't worry about it. You just listening is enough for us. So until then, though, guys, I'm Thatch, and I'll catch you guys on the flip-flop. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is... What should you expect from a remake? Or what makes a good remake, I guess? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what What should they put in a remake? What shouldn't they do with the remake? You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know what you mean. What made some of the remakes good? What made them not as good? Yeah. I can totally understand that. I mean, I so obviously Harkwell is still silver. I think Among Us is, are good games. Uh, Yeah. I feel like Heart Gold Soul Silver and Oras both are very positively regarded. Yes, I, I would put Oras up there. Oras just feels good. I, I mean, in term because I, I really like their remakes to be more like remasters, which is what those two are, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say Leaf Green Fire Red were remasters. Yeah, but that one was so far away; it's hard to think of. In the same way, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, well, it was the first one, and honestly, Leaf Green Fire Red did a, it did a lot of things wrong. Yeah. It did a lot of things wrong. Like, one, it kept you away from 
any Pokemon that existed after Leaf Green, Fire Red. Yeah, or it would stop you from evolving your Crobat like mid evolution every level. Poor yeah, Crobat. I know it's so that's so frustrating, right? Uh, I'm sure the same thing would happen to a Blissey. Like, you know, there's that one guy that like ran through the game with a Chansey. <laughs> I was going to say, I never experienced that. I never used a Chansey. Yeah, who uses a Chansey in a playthrough? I guess if you had an Eevee and you never bothered to use a stone, eventually you'd be like, why does my Eevee not evolve? But that's... Yeah. Uh, well, to be fair, there wasn't a time mechanic in Leaf Green Fire Red. You had to put it in uh, Ruby You had Sapphire. to put it in Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... The other thing is, back then, uh, Leaf Green Fire Red was helping you complete the Pokedex again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with I would have been okay if that would have been the new model they went to for with like Sword and Shield and everything. And maybe that is what they're doing. We don't we don't know yet because they can't be transparent about it. And I I would love for that to have been the model instead because I get it. There's nine hundred some Pokemon now, and it, it makes sense that we're probably going to have to. Like, not get them all in a game, but it'd be cool if at the end of the generation it's like, hey, everybody's here, you know? Like, give me give me the Smash Brothers Ultimate. Everybody's here. We slowly updated our base game, and now everyone can join. Yeah. Except Unknown. That thing stays out. No, Unknown's... It's, I mean, Unknown's coming back no if you see the power. trailers. Unknown's coming back, but is Hidden Power coming back? Because I don't think it is. So, Ooh, that's so a good question. Just, if they do update Sword and Shield, I could see Unknown being not, not coming back. I can see it coming and hidden power coming back in a limited capacity and that there wouldn't be a, there wouldn't be a TM or a TR and it would, uh, if you were to become quote unquote battle ready, you'd have to kill hidden power. Or maybe it just becomes a unknown signature move. It honestly should. It honestly should at this point. That would kind of fix that. Yeah, that could fix that. I think in order to get to that point, you also have to make it so like movesets reset as you enter the game. And I'm... They're not at that point with Sword and Shield. No, no, they're not at that point, but I think... Hidden Power is fine if you reset moves as you enter the game. And I'd be okay with that. So so hear me out, hear me out, because you're trying to have TPCI solve a fan meta problem, right? And I don't think that is their goal at this point. I think that the Battle Ready Mark, because the Battle Ready Mark didn't come out until after Isle of Armor, right? Yeah, I, I remember. that was It was a cool mechanic, and they need to keep that. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I so it came with Isle of Armor, and so I think that was an afterthought that they were trying to figure out, mm-hmm. uh, or that they so, they found a solution to it after the game happened. So I think the Battle Ready Mark fixes all of the hidden power issues as far as TPCI is concerned. Yeah, well, I yeah, I guess so. It's just hidden power is such a mess with Dynamax. Like, Absolutely. I understand why they cut it. One, it's a competitive mess, and two compatibility with dynamax is super awkward so yep that makes sense uh, let's see i i don't know what else do you guys think should be in a uh, in a remake well i think it needs to update the um conveniences mm-hmm. yeah that have like come with time i think they did a very good job with that with bdsp like we talked about last week yeah yeah but you also i think you need to add something new i think you do need to add some new component otherwise why should you play this instead of the original version? I mean, that's something I'd be willing to compliment Let's Go on. Adding Megas, like, right as you finish the last gym. Yeah, or, like, I mean, and Let's Go also notably had, like, an entirely original, like, mechanic for catching things compared to other mm-hmm. Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. So it does have some innovation there. With um, Oros, they added a, d- a bunch of Megas, which was yeah. very exciting at the time. That was exciting. I wish we'd go back to that, but... 
alas. I know. Gen 6 favorite gen. Gen 6 favorite gen. But, uh... Yeah, so, like, it was a very pretty, um... I feel like Oros is a good example because it was pretty true to the game itself. New Marvel was a choice, I feel like, but, uh... <laughs> yes. On the whole, it was pretty true to the game. They had to do something. I get it. They had I to do something it. because Europe really screwed a lot of things up with that. I know, with their little gambling, no no, no casinos allowed, fantasy. Which, but, uh, which is semi-fair. That's fair. But... If they, I don't think they've applied the same thing to loot boxes quite yet. No, not yet. Yeah, which is un- which is unfortunate. Right, but like, so it was a true game, but it did change enough, and it yes. introduced new things relevant to that generation. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because with uh, BDSP, you can see that that is no longer going to be the case in the same way. Yeah. Like, they could have added some more um, Gigantamax forms, <laughs> hypothetically, right? Hypothetically. No, they, they, they could have. Hypothetically. I'm, I'm really okay with them not including Dynamax. I'd have preferred Megas, but, you know. Same, because, well, first of all, we wanted Megas. We don't want more Megas. Megas are agnostic, right? So They can be anywhere. Like. Uh, besides the point. Exactly. But with Oros, they had added new versions of what the current mechanic at the time was. Mm. And it was very, very well received. Obviously. Megas in general were just very well received. Sure, but the thing about it is Oros added more. Oros added more. Gigantamax was like, do you do extra damage? Okay. <laughs> yep. Like, they didn't even add Gigantamaxes to the DLC outside of Urshapu. Like, they they signaled they were done. Urshapu and the starters, I guess. Well, they actually... So, Calrex, Calrex has some cool Dynamax lore, though, which is really cool, uh, which is something that's Nobody really talks about unless you like really go into the lore. Because if you mega or not mega, if you Dynamax Calrex or Calrex Shadow Rider, it's a different it's a different color aura because it doesn't use the same power to Dynamax that every other Pokemon does. Hmm. So it's like yeah, it's really cool. Uh it, I mean lore wise it's really cool. Calre I mean DLC was good. Uh <laughs> you know. I think the DLC you know. was healthy. Uh, I, I mean, we can also talk about, I mean, you, you, you and I have talked about how the competitive community and pro- in general just doesn't like Dynamax. And I honestly don't think the way Dynamax was implemented initially, it, they fixed it in Isle of Armor, but it should have been there at launch. The way that they implemented it is was just so dumb that you had to get them from raid dens. So you couldn't take the Pokemon that you'd been training and be like, oh, you're yeah. Gigantamax now. And that... I think it was the biggest flaw that they had during the Gigantamax. Gigantamax is just full of missed opportunities because I think they tried to pull a Mega with that. And it was just, I don't know, like, I, I like Dynamax from a competitive standpoint in both VGC and in BSS. Dynamax is okay. I won't, I would not be sad to see it not be I won't miss it. Well, yeah. so I don't. I don't think I'm. I'm excited for it from like a visual like Pokemon fan standpoint. Like I would be for Megas. Like Megas, I'm just like heck yeah, Mega Charizard or heck yeah, Mega Ble- Venusaur looks cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I feel that way about any Gigantamax or even just dy- the Dynamax mechanic in general. Like the, how it feels to do that. Dynamax when you get to do it is very much just like yeah, I did it. And from a competitive standpoint, it's really cool to think about that strategically. But that's not a majority of their fan base, right? Yeah. The majority of their fan base is like is like my friends who text me in my text group and they go, oh, hey, why can't I turn my carcoal or not my carcoal? Oh, my gosh. My colossal 
into a Gigantamax colossal. Why can't it Gigantamax? Mm-hmm. One thing that I do like about some remakes that I do think BDSP is doing well, however, mm-hmm. is when they further flesh out or explore like sort of side content mm. from those games for a new generation, like uh, Hideouts in uh, Oros were really great. Yeah, yeah they were. And I, the underground seems to be following that same uh, th- thread. Yes. Uh, the only thing that I think has been criticized so far about the new underground has been that it looks like it's only a place for the statues. And I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true that is, if, if that holds water. I or heard not. they killed off uh, Capture the Flag, but whatever. I did hear that huh. too. I'm okay with that. I'm not hurt. <laughs> I'm I'm only a little upset in that because like Diamond and Pearl were the first games that like had hardcore online content. They didn't have online content for the underground. And because it was on the DS, which could connect. Well, no, it could connect, right? So like but you could only play local in the underground, but you could like connect online. Like we could battle over the Wi Fi with mm-hmm. uh with the DS, but we couldn't play underground together. And I was just like, oh, man, it'd be really cool to do something like play in the underground with you guys over Wi-Fi. And that we can't do that now, obviously. Um, and we can't make poffins together, which I guess is OK, too, because the the problem with that is like it, it gates good the best poffins. If yeah. You, uh, so that, that's all right. I do love contests. I'm looking forward to contests. Yeah, I guess these new contests here look really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for them. Mm-hmm. I look yeah. forward to getting ribbons. Yeah, I like doing. I like raising Pokemon for contests. I was sad when they didn't include that in Gen Five. I just like having something else. You know what I mean? Like I like having something yeah. else than just standard battle fare. And sure. I, I think I don't know. Like I, I think Heart Gold Soul Silver did really well without contests, but I think that's because they they did a smart move in being like, hey, let's take some of the crystal content and put it in. Mm-hmm. Which is completely unnecessary, by the way. I don't think they. De- I didn't think they needed that in like the Suicune stuff. They didn't need to, but I don't know. It's it was appreciated. Nice that they did when you kill roaming Pokemon. I'm, it makes I'm it happy. better. Like less roaming Pokemon is good. Yes. Oh man, do you think they're gonna have roaming Pokemon show up in BDSP? Oh my! I hope it's limited to just Cresselia and Mesprit. Yes, because uh, if the birds come back, please don't let them. Uh, oh. Platinum was so bad. I mean, if they're doing an accurate remake, they'll be roaming. Uh, yeah. So I'm not looking forward to that. Ugh. Yeah, roaming Pokemon in Gen in Gen Four was awful. Although, I mean, I didn't mind how they handled it in uh, Sword and Shield. So if they handled it somehow like that, I oh, would that's be true. Opposed. They did a really good job with roaming Pokemon and Sword and Shield. Yeah, they did. That was the first time it wasn't miserable. I, I think when they did the birds in Crown Tundra, that was done really, really well. Even um, like XY's roaming Pokemon was better. Yes, that's true. It's like, oh, chase them to a location. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Because yeah. you can't soft reset a roaming Pokemon, and that's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I really, yeah, I don't miss roaming Pokemon. Uh, I don't miss that at all. I don't miss that mm, at all. Yeah. Well, they fixed a lot of that issue now, too, with, like, mints and the That's true. Caps. It wouldn't matter as much now. I mean, um, Cresselia wants the zero speed sometimes. That's Sometimes. Issue. That's true. That's a good point, because Trick Room. Yeah. That's, like, the only change they can make in Gen 9 that I think that would be met with a fanfare. A rusty bottle cap? Is a rusty bottle cap. Give me a rusty bottle cap and a ball swapper. I want a ball swapper, too. <gasps> oh! 
I just remember, doesn't Gen 4, the one where you could, like, customize your Pokemon? Yeah, no, that's coming back. That's coming back. Okay. That's coming back. See? Flesh that out. That kind of thing. I mean, I'm still super excited for, like, Legends Arceus's, uh, like, Pokeball crafting Mm -hmm. that they have. I'm very excited for that. We'll we'll see how that works out. We should get an update to our logo for the Legends Arceus Great Ball, but... (laughs) Yes. That's what we should do. Yeah. Just for, like, the hot minute that Legends Arceus is out. Do it for, like, six months and then change it back, but yeah. Yeah, that could be cute. That's not a bad idea. Uh, I I don't know. I'm just, like, very excited for that. Here's a question. Do you think it's better or worse that uh, BDSP does not have the same art style at, or graphic style as Sword and Shield? I think it's better. I think it's better. I don't know that the one they chose is the best option. <laughs> That's fair. Because like I well I think they could have literally just like ripped the character art that they did in like the 3ds even just like for Oraz because I I know I understand the reason why they did it because if you were to do the same art style as Sword and Shield with the way the camera moves and everything in Sword and Shield it just doesn't work in Diamond and Pearl right mm-hmm. and so you have to have that top down perspective and they definitely just ripped Link's Awakening plus I'd imagine that. Doing the assets for like Sword and Shield is a lot more than doing assets for the style they chose. So absolutely. Well, and you also you also need it for like the grid based game, right? It's a grid based game. Yeah, but it does feel incongruous in a way that Oras and Heart Gold Soul Silver never did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it does feel that way, and I mean it's because Oras is on the Gen Six engine, and the Gen Six engine still used the grid, whether mm-hmm. or not people like to remember that. Uh, it, it did. X and Y used a grid. And so Oraz could get away with doing that and doing like the minor off the grid stuff. Like when you went to the control stick for Dex Nav and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do you remember when Oras was coming out and they told us why they couldn't do trainer customization? Uh, I don't remember. I, I thought the reason they said they just didn't do it. I think they just did it because they were just like, hey, it's a remake. We're not going to do it. I, I thought I remember hearing somewhere that they said May and Brendan are characters. So... Instead of the character being you in XY or something like that. Yeah. No. I, I, well, yeah, no. that's because char- I, I no. think that was, I don't know. I, I think that I, I, that's a happy reverse position they did. I, I am glad BDSP said, no, we're, we're doing customization. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. no, well, they needed to do something because I feel like they didn't add as much to BDSP as they had. Well, or as to be fair, didn't have a lot added to it other than the mega storyline. Mm hmm. Uh, and then, and then the Delta episode at the end. You had flying, you had the flying on the Lati. That's which true. I think was phenomenal. Gave you a whole new way to travel. I think that the soaring in the sky is the equivalent in Oraz to, uh, to what we're getting in the new underground. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a fair comparison because the underground was in Diamond and Pearl. But the, but like the hidden grotto type. The grottos room. feel like the islands. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different way to do it. It's like, this is how you get old Pokemon that aren't in the game. Like, okay. Yeah. I didn't care about Soaring, but I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. I enjoyed Soaring. And then you had those islands, and you had, like, all of the legends, which was always fun. Yeah, it was a good legend hunt. I I don't know how I feel about max raid battles at the end of the day, because I think they're cool, and I think they were a fun thing to do together. And probably you need the legends at the end for people to actually want to keep doing them. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'm like, man, I would have liked to just like go on a full on legend hunt. And I guess they kind of did in Crown Tundra with some of the Pokemon, but a full on legend hunt would have been great. The ones they did it with were fun. That's why I kind of wish they did it with more. But yeah, 
uh, I've been hunting Zach Brown for a while now, and it's rough. Yeah, I, it's not as fun to like do it on your own. Well, getting the shiny is a pain in the butt. Yes. I feel bad for anyone who wants a Stakataka, because getting like the low speed you need is awful in yeah. Dynamax Adventure. So I don't know. It, it, I, I think they did a good job with that, but I don't know. Remakes, though, I don't know necessarily need you to go capture all the Pokemon. I, I think I think it's better in Crown Tundra that way, honestly. If they didn't put... Because we don't know about Legends still. That's like the last thing that's on the list. Yes. Of, are they in BDSP, right? And if they're not there, I'm I'm not gonna be sad. I'm I'm not gonna care if Ky if uh not Kyogre, but if I don't need to catch Kyogre number twenty, like he, yeah. yeah. But we have been playing Pokemon every generation. No, no, I totally understand. I I really wish Gen Eight since we switched to home gave you the op. I w- I hope since we switched to home, which doesn't let you go back to bank or anything, and it has that prize for finishing the national decks, which is that Magirna. I really wish they had a uh, had a way for you in just Gen Eight games to complete the national decks. That would be right, nice. like how um, Jashiro just lost his like yeah. library of Pokemon. I would, yeah, I would love him just to be able to catch everything. I like that the remakes had a ton of legends in them. Yeah, but they put that in the DLC now. Like, yeah, we have it in the DLC. Yeah, they put it in DLC. That's so true. That's I true. I don't need it in BDSB. I'm not going to be upset. Yeah, and I and honestly, Sword and Shield did a really good job. I think they still have, like in Sword and Shield, if you get all the DLC, you can catch the most Pokemon out of any Pokemon game. Yeah, it's like 650 or something like that. It's more than that. I think I think they broke the 700 number almost. Ooh. Yeah, there's they a were lot. Close. There's a lot, including Keldeo. Like good. Yeah, they demythicalized a Pokemon at the same time. I would love for BDSP to do that. Like I like I. Aura set the precedent with, like, the Delta episode, and I know they're going to be like, well, that was just an Aura's thing, uh, because we need every game to have something special. Give us Darkrai or Shaman. Darkrai or I would Shaman. love for Darkrai, yeah. I think Darkrai or Shaman need to be in, in BDSP. Yeah, I suspect they will demythicalize Darkrai because it's paired with Cresselia, kind of like a duo. I- That's what I would expect, too, and then you could get rid of the roaming encounter with Cresselia. Mm-hmm. Like... Make that into its episode. That would be cool. Exactly. Yeah. Do like a Cresselia and Darkrai special. You know? Yep. I absolutely agree with that. I, I think that's the way you do it, just to clean up the game a lot, and then people get Darkrai and everybody's happy. I I would even be okay with them just rerunning almost the exact same events in uh, mm-hmm. in BDSP, just to be like, hey, here's the, the events. You know, if those were built in, yeah. that would be how you do it. Yeah, I would be so happy with that. And, you know, it's so much easier to do now. Yeah. It, it's so much easier to handle that now. Mm-hmm. I will say I didn't play Gen 4 until Platinum, and I missed all of those events. They reran them in Platinum, I think, for a hot second. Okay, well, I got Platinum after after the moment, you know? That's fair. I was late to the party for Gen 4. <laughs> Very much so. That's fine. And, like, yeah, there's, like, all of these really great story beats. Um, Like, Silver has some really great mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, that I think would be really, really smart of them to include in uh, BDSP just like permanently. Yes. No, I, I mean, I really hope that they they yeah. add in a, a bunch of that stuff. I really do. Because it's... Be a good way I, to I get a bunch of mythics too. Demythicalize a bunch of stuff, yeah. I think they have so many mythicals now. And I think they obviously see the problem since the only mythical we've gotten so far in Gen 8 is Zarude. And that is by far okay. And did we get Zarud though? 
But did we though? I half expect another mythical to show up in Legend of Arceus. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there's another mythical. Or a mythical shows up in the update that makes Sword and Shield compatible with Legends Arceus. Yes. Like, I I feel like there needs to be another mythical this time. I, I if they do it, they need to do it better, because Zarud was just so underwhelming. Zarud is the least exciting mythical I can remember. Uh, well, that's not true. Volcanion's there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Volcanion was was more exciting only because of its typing, and like Zarud's typing isn't unique, and or good. <laughs> yeah, I just feel bad. I'm just like Zarud. I yeah. wish you were good. I don't know. I'm still waiting for the uh, the moment for them to let us bring Mythicals into VGC for like that hot second. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. We have to get them demythicalized. That's what it's going to take. They need to just make Keldeo legal. Like, Keldeo doesn't even have a 600 yeah. base stat total. <laughs> I, I don't know. I would love to see Mythicals come in. I don't think he's better than Water Urshifu or better than... Uh, I think Urshifu and Calyrex are how you do Mythicals now. I, I 100% think you just do a DLC. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's why I don't think there's any more mythicals. Like, because I think our mythical, we got the three mythicals that we typically get in a generation, and it was Zarud for whatever reason, Urshifu, Calrix. Mm-hmm. That's what I think it is. And I like the horses too. Like, yeah, absolutely. I, I think I, I think they did a very good job, and I'm hoping that BDSP can play into that. Like, not not be the same thing, but maybe it plays into it in, in the way that maybe we can bring the Pokemon over. I really hope so, at least. Maybe because. I, it would just be it would just be like a nice way to do it, and I would honestly, as a Pokemon fan that was hurt by Dexit, and I, I mean, I wouldn't say the wounds are entirely healed, but it's to the point where I can actually like play Pokemon and not feel bad about it. I I would uh, like it would be a nice olive branch, mm-hmm. just to be like, hey, we're doing it for you, okay, bud? Here you go. Uh, I, where's Greninja? Nobody knows. Uh, but one day, one day, Greninja one day. will make it back. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if BDSP had more Pokemon in it than the 493, like at the end, like, hey, here's a Froakie or something like that. Or the 453 you know? or whatever it ends up being, yeah. Yeah, because we're only missing, uh, we're only missing, well, we, not only, but we're missing half the starters, right? Yeah. And I think it's semi-confirmed that, like, Gen 2 is at least going to pop up. Yeah, we see... We saw Torchic. I assume Gen 2 will show up in BDSB. Yeah, I assume Gen 2 will be there. That just leaves Gens 5 and, and 6, unfortunately, for Sublime. Yeah, no one cares about those Pokemon, right? Like, that's fine. We can just ignore those people. I mean, we know Oshawott's coming, so, you know. Yeah, we know Oshawott's coming, so I kind of feel like they're going to fill it in. I feel like they're going to fill it in. I mean, I don't expect them to be in Legends Arceus, though. That's awkward. Without a DLC. No. A DLC, I could see adding it to Legends Arceus, or they just throw them in the update if they add an update to Sword and Shield, right? I could, yeah, I could see that where they're just like, hey, they're all here now. Like, you don't have to make them available. You can just be like, okay, you can bring them over now. You can get them and go. Well, they even updated, uh, they ended up updating Sword and Shield to actually let you get uh, an Isle of Armor to let you get a Lowland starter. And then you can still get Mm -hmm. the, you can get the Hoenn starter uh, as well through through dynamax adventures so i i would see them giving us a way to get the rest of them and like i said it would be a really good way for them to be like hey you can finish the national decks with gen 8 i mean they could do a dynamax weekend after if they do an update and just add them exactly exactly but i think this is a good place to stop i think there's a lot of things that that remakes need they they just need to they need the source material (laughs) they need to update to current gen policies which i think they did a very good job of 
I think the only thing that people are really complaining about is the experience share on all the time, but that's kind of like baked into Pokemon code at this point. I kind of accepted that, and it's not like yeah. Pokemon's the only RPG doing that nowadays. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't feel bad about it. The only thing I feel bad about, I mean, one, it lets you play with a lot more Pokemon, it, uh, which is kind of cool. Because I used to just play multiple playthroughs so I could play with different Pokemon. But now I could be like, oh, I used him until he's useful, and now he's done. <laughs> and then I can move on to something else. And so, I don't know, it's, it's a different way to play, but I've, I'm used to it. Now, the one I feel bad about is... That we don't have a Gen 2 game with experience here yet. Because that's the game yes. that needed it the most. That needed it. <laughs> I still have opinions, but we're not going to bring it into this discussion. You you mentioned them last week. People can le- listen back a week. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, I think this was, uh, I think this was fruitful. I think, I think BDSP, as long as it's Diamond and Pearl, and maybe adds like a couple little things of flavor, is going to be fine. I, I think the Underground, the way it is, is fix that. And has uh, done as much as I've expected. They haven't talked about Battle Area yet, and they still haven't talked about Pal Park. So I'm kind of interested to see how that all goes. Yeah, looking at the map, Pal Park is interesting. There's a lot of caves there. Maybe that's the Reggies. I'm interested. If any legends make it in, the Reggies are the ones, right? Yes, absolutely. Because you have to get Regigigas. They have to put the Reggies in. Yeah, the the Reggies need to be there for Regigigas. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to be right back at you with the Pokemon of the episode. We'll catch you on the flip-flop. The episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 646. Kirim, the boundary Pokemon. The sameness of Reshiram's and Kirim's genes allowed Kirim to absorb Reshiram. Kirim can now use the power of both fire and ice. Fire and ice. Oh man. Kirim White specifically is our Pokemon of the episode. And it's scary. Uh, yeah. He's scary. Uh, Kieran White's actually pretty decent. Uh, he hit uh, real hard. <laughs> he hit hard. He hit hard. He hit good. Because it turns out, unlike Kieran Black, he gets moves that he can use and utilize. Um, so Because he's not physical. Kieran Black get, got better. He doesn't get Ice Punch, which is uh, He has Icicle Spear, which is pretty good. Yeah. Almost as good. Uh, so Kieran White, for those of you at home... He has a base HP of 125, an attack of 120, a defense of 90, 170 special attack, which is why it's better than Kirin Black sometimes. Um, I mean, it can't get intimidated, is essentially yes. what it is. And then <laughs> special, def- special defense of 195 speed, like every other Kirin that you've ever seen. Uh, so today we've got a VGC team, though, that uses this Kirin White right now for Series 10, which honestly is kind of cool Ends to see. Week, but sure. I'm worried about it because, like, how's how's this team counter Zasha? <laughs> uh, it it actually is okay with like, if you get a minus speed on it, I think Kira might get that speed. If you get okay, so the, okay, I can see how you can do that with this team. Um, and and they also just outbox so it. I'm just gonna take these top two, the the man of the hour, Kira White. We've got him holding a life orb with freeze dry, earth power, blizzard, and protect. He's just going to hit hard. I mean, the Earth Power is probably there to be able to hit a Zacian if you can outspeed it. Which I think you can after one Electroweb, maybe two. After one one Electroweb, you could probably do it. Yeah, it, so it, it is definitely possible for you to do we that. We are max speed, so, you know. 
Yeah, you are max speed. So base 95, I think, outspeeds after one minus one on a Zacha. Especially since I think they go a little bulkier these days. So Yes. Uh, then you've also got Urshifu uh, on the team because it's Urshifu. Uh, with Sucker Punch, Close Combat, Protect, and Wicked Blow, holding safety goggles so it can't be put to sleep by Amoongus, one of the top partners for Zacian. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it avoids the snow, I think, so yay. Hmm. That makes sense, based on this team. Yeah. I mean, otherwise it would be holding the Focus Sash, but something else has that. Or the Scar, which something else has, so, you know. Yep. So, who's next? Take Take whatever you want. I'll go. I like talking about Barothorns. I like Barothorns. <laughs> and we've got a max attack max HP Barothorn holding the Quick Claw item because, oh boy, when that goes off, opponent gets scared. <laughs> Our attacks are Iron Head, Power Whip, Knock Off, and Gyro Ball. Ooh. I feel like Quick Claw Barothorn is literally just, it's just like intimidation, pure intimidation. <laughs> All attack, know. quick clock. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get caught off guard. It's like what's oh. the EV spread on that? It's max attack, max HP. Okay. Um, so they just, so. It just wants to hit hard for funsies. I get it. Yeah, I mean you're mostly bringing it to trick room matches. So, ban. <laughs> Next up, we've got Ante holding its little assault vest. Instead of investing in speed, and invest more in its special defense. So it's a bulkyish boy. Uh, it resists both of Zacian's attacks, so has a chance of doing well against that. It has Sacred Fire Extreme Speed, Stone Edge, and in its flex slot, it has Crunch instead of like Stomping Tantrum. So I think that's fine because you have you have Sacred Fire. So yeah, you, you also can Sacred Zacian. Fire moment. Ante yeah. has Inner Focus, and Inner Focus is good this gen. So Inner Focus got better. It got buffed real good. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh you're. You just don't care about Incineroar. Life is good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. No fake well, out, no intimidate. I don't care. I'm going to crush you. <laughs> well, Sublime, I guess you can take us home on these last. Yeah, two. we're going to bring it with the snow, y'all, because we've gotten a Lowland Ninetales rocking that snow warning with the focus sash. And uh, as our Sigma called the set, it's spicy because we're running Protect, Moonblast, Blizzard. But the last slot is Sheer Cold. Yeah, That's reasonable. You can do that in VGC. It's VGC, and like it's a it's a statistics game, you know. Absolutely, it's a statistics Absolutely. game. Sometimes that's your best option. I think I think Lapras was running that pretty regularly for in a while. Gen 6, 2014 ish. Yeah. No, I mean in twenty twenty. Ah, well, there you go. Sheer Force lives, or Sheer Cold lives on. Yeah, it goes big. It gets its Aurora yeah. Veil up, and then it starts clicking Sheer Cold because it's scary. Although this one does not run Aurora Veil. Well, no, I was talking about with the Lapras. It goes Lapras, big and gets sure. Its, yeah, sure. it gets yeah. its Dynamax or Gigantamax Aurora. No, this Sheer Cold mm-hmm. is just a hit like a Zacian. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The, yeah, that's the Zacian counter you were wondering about. That that's one of the Zacian counter. Like, I I feel like every team. Every team right now has to just have a Zacian counter because Zacian is really good in this meta. You ha- absolutely, absolutely, it's one of the three you'd like have to build for. Yeah, it's uh, like that in center. Shadow Calyrex. Uh, yeah, there's a few. There's a few big ones. Um, and we're finishing up with the fastest uh, Le- uh, Reggie Regilecki. Uh, we're doing a choice scarf, so we go in super fast, and we do an Electroweb, Electro Ball, Zap Cannon, and Volt Switch. With how Zap good Regilecki is. Go. So you know what damage you're doing. 
I really feel bad that um that Regilecki shows just how how sad it is that Reggie Drago isn't good. <laughs> I know. I like Reggie Drago too. I like Reggie Drago more too. I love uh, mm-hmm. the legs. So ridiculous. A little waddling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a sh- I I hunted the shiny Regilecki. I have not gotten to Drago yet. Yeah, but mm. uh, Electroweb is noteworthy because uh, speed and VGC is the absolutely spread speed dropping. My so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Jack Cannon wouldn't be bad either. Like he can still get the para. It's a coin flip. Yeah, it's a coin flip. Yeah, so sure like cold. But you don't auto kill. You. Uh, um, nice, yeah. You've got a few instructions on the best ways to pilot. Um, it's all in Japanese, so I'm going to let you translate Sigma. <laughs> uh, so, so from what I read earlier, it's like against normal teams or against Tailwind teams, you can lead either uh, Kiram plus Regilecki or Regilecki plus Ninetales. And then in the back, you have Entei plus whatever you didn't lead between Kiram and Ninetales. Like, oh, if you're against a weather team, you probably want to keep your Ninetales in the back. Mm. Makes sense. Switch it because uh, you just want to spam Blizzard. That's that's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Yep. And then again, strict room teams. You're always going to be leading Entei, and then you have either Urshifu or Kiram in the other lead spot, and then Ferrothorn in the back is what the main guidelines are for how to play the team. That checks out. <laughs> is the Urshifu not max speed then? Because you want it for the trick. Room oh, he players? a bulky boy. He max HP. <laughs> <laughs> he's here to bulk he wants to just destroy man that's them. nuts it's like oh you're a dusk main necrozma yeah i'm gonna eat you alive <laughs> well then well if you want to play this team we'll have it on the on the discord for you guys to try out hopefully it goes well um uh, in vgc there's only a few more weeks of this meta left and then we get back then we get then we go back to dynamax I mean, technically, you could still run this in Dynamax. I don't know. As I think you could. I would rather. I think you should run a different move on Kirim because I think probably. it gives a flying type move that you could probably utilize. Probably, or you get your fire move on there. One of the yes, I don't know. something like that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I think because I did run one for a hot minute during the Dynamax metas, so I'll have to see. But it, yeah, it, it's a cool uh, Pokemon to play around with. But yeah, definitely go grab it. I would say to the patrons, you can get a shiny one this week, but I will unfortunately be out of town, so I won't be able to monitor the the bot. So I'll see what I can do, but no promises. Maybe we do that the week we come back. Uh, so on that note, though, that that has been the Pokemon of the episode. So we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you send in emails to us and we read them on the show. Our mailbag question last week was, are you going to buy BDSP? You, of course, can not write in about that and able to read it on the show. But we got a lot of emails already and it's only Wednesday. So I apologize if you sent one in after Wednesday or it doesn't make it on the show. We will definitely try to do an extended mailbag for this at some point such that your email will get uh, some time in the light. We did do one actually last week. It's on YouTube, right? Or it's somewhere it is on, on YouTube. YouTube. It is released. Yes. Yes. Perfect. As always, this part of the show is brought to you by the energy drink Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. 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 And if you uh, spark good discussion in your email, you will get the Green Tauros badge if we remember. 
Uh, all you have to do is ask for it on the server when we give it to you. All right. So our first email this week is going to come to you from Kester. And I believe Sigma's got this one. Yeah. Hi there, Puckle hosts. Kester writing in again this week. And I want to tell you all that I am definitely looking forward to buying BDSP. I've mentioned before that my first Pokemon game was Platinum. Good job. Good, 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 good job. Good on you. <laughs> That's a good game to start off on. So you can imagine the nostalgia I feel for Sinnoh. The idea of visit- visiting the region with a fresh coat of paint and some quality of life fixes is very exciting to me. And I can't wait to explore the expanded underground, make poffins with my Pokemon, and participate in contests once again. I'm most excited for the HP bar to go down at a reasonable pace. Yes. No more 25 second Blissey one hit KOs. <laughs> uh, I have been wait. I have been looking forward to BDSP much more than Legends Arceus. If I'm being honest, I get a sneaking suspicion Legends will only be a few hours long and more of a tech demo for things to come than a full fledged game. Even so, I still hope everyone's pocket monster monster hunter dreams. Oh, hope for everyone's pocket monster hunter dreams. Wishing you all well this week, Kester. I disagree with that. I think Legends will have a good chunk of content. I, I think it'll be like at least standard length, like the twenty-four. Yes. I think it'll be twenty. Usually, hours. it's twenty-four hours for me to beat, get to the elite four. I think I think it'll be about twenty hours. Uh, just just because it, it, a lot of it looked like you have to catch the same Pokemon multiple times, which I think they've been trying to find a way to integrate that into a real po- well, real in quotes Pokemon game. The Go mechanic, not Go, not for candy. Let's go try to do it, and I think Let's Go was too much of a Go ripoff for it to work in that setting. But I think this is a good way to do it. Like, hey, you can unlock more information about the Pokemon if you catch more of them. I, I think that's a good way to go about it. I I think there's going to be like a decent amount of just exploring the areas when you're on a mission too. But Okay, hear me out. Candy makes a return for no reason as well. This is a successor to Let's Go Pikachu. I think they did show that there's some kind of that new XP candy. It looks like there is just based on the stats. Like there has to be some kind of candy mechanic, right? Yeah, there's special training for the stats or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just something to keep in mind. I don't know. I, I, I think he's right. Be He's probably wrong about RCS because I think our tech demo was the DLC. <laughs> I remember like what that PS4 game about werewolves that only ended up being like a two hour game and everyone <laughs> got disappointed because it was like made for sequel bait and never got a sequel because nobody got oh it. Oh my gosh. Oh uh, my gosh. That was a tech demo. I think RCS is going to be okay. RCS is going to be a full fledged game. It'll be a full-fledged game. It's going to be really good. I'm My only worry is it's like it's one month before Pokemon Day and they announce something big. Like, I like they're probably going to announce Gen 9, right? Like That's what I'm feeling. I can see them announcing something else at the same time. Like, hey, here's another DLC for Switch or here's a DLC for Legends. Here's Detective Pikachu, too. Oh, my gosh. Please, no. Red plus blue will make purple. No, flip the script. I hope everything from that press conference in 2019 just, like, died. Dies. <laughs> no more Pokemon Sleep. No more Detective Pikachu 2. Pokemon Sleep is such a meme at this point. And can you imagine if they bring it up? That's like three years later. More like they put us to Pokemon Sleep. Mm-hmm. I think the Go Craze died and there's no reason to bring sleep anymore. And nobody. I, I don't understand how the people at TPCI, it just feels like all the time they're just really bad at reading their fan base. <laughs> I, I honestly do. Because with Pokemon Go, they're just like, oh, this is going to be a craze that lasts forever. And it's kind of over. I'm disappointed we haven't had more Masterworks. They just don't know how to read the room. They're running out of content. Yes. Oh, Pokemon Go is going to be screwed after Gen 9. Like, in two years, they're they're caught up. 
Like, what do they do? Or three years, I guess, because Gen 9. They, they released Kecleon. <laughs> Finally. Kecleon and Zoroa together at last. I like to imagine Kecleon's actually in the game. We just can never see it. Yeah, maybe. They could, I'm sure they can find ways to do things. They released Galarian Mr. Mime to people who didn't pay $8. So <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. All right. On that note, let's move on to this next email from Sly. All right. How's it going, Puckle Crew? It's your main man, Sly, emailing you for the first time. While you may have seen my name pop up in a few trivia questions, I never really had the guts to write it until today. I have been a loyal listener for about three months straight and figured what better time to email you all than now. When it comes to the topic for this email, I will be 100% buying BDSP. As far back as I can remember, I have always liked to play games. There is an point in my life where I picture myself not throwing myself into the world of video games, and this passion has was started thanks to a little game known as Pokemon Diamond. I had just broken my arm in grade school and was stuck in the hospital with nothing to do. And so my parents surprised me with a blue Nintendo DSi and a copy of Pokemon Diamond. With it being my first game experience outside of my friend's house, it was surprising how quickly I was able to pick up the game and begin playing. From there, my love for not only games but Pokemon emerged. From that point on, there hasn't been a single Pokemon release I missed. For this reason, I would be a fool not to buy Brilliant Diamond specifically, not only to relive my childhood memories, but to make new ones. I'm really excited to see how they revamp the underground as well as any other new experiences that I may encounter. Most importantly, however, everyone knows a trainer can't forget their trusty starter Pokemon, and it's about time I gave my good pal Piplup another go. With Piplup being the very first Pokemon I ever chose, you can call this a reunion, and I appreciate the time taken out of your day to read this email. And with that, I wish you all the best. See ya around, Sly. Piplup is cool. What year <laughs> did the DSi come out? <laughs> I don't want to think about it because I don't want to feel old by this young lady. Was it 2007, <laughs> 2008, maybe? To be fair, it's not that much younger because he said he was in grad school when it came out. Grade school. Grade school. school. That's, what That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's very different from grad school. <laughs> That's not too bad. I was in high school when it came out. So, like, and I'm old. So, <laughs> I'm, I don't feel too bad here. It launched in grade school, or no, it didn't launch in grade school. It launched in 2009 in the U.S., it looks like, or 2008. Okay, that's not bad. Like, that, that's a year I graduated high school. Like, we're, just a, uh, we're just a bunch of old fogies, that's the problem. Well, no, like, we were in high school when Diamond and Pearl dropped, right? And it's like, I don't know when the DSI came out, I don't want to think that far back. That's <laughs> why I feel old. It's very true. This, one, uh, this one's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Gen 4 has been a long time, right? The show's like, the, I mean, this it's show's like, like the 14 middle years of old. the gens, yeah. Yeah, so like it was a long time ago at this point. So I don't feel bad if that's somebody's first game. Yeah, it was a while ago. All right, it's when it's Gen Six or Gen Seven that they're like, "This was my first game." That's when it, that's when the arrow my, to the heart. My first hits. game was uh, Let's Go. It's like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our next email and probably the last one for today is going to be from the Purple Knight. Hey there, Thatch, Sigma, and Sublime. Hope you all are doing well. Right out the gate, I will 100% be getting BDSP. I like how everybody said 100%. It's a trend in the rest of the emails as well. I mean, I, I'm i tempted to put my Game Pass down on it, too. Like my, yeah, I'm uh, like voucher. 50%. I don't know. Yeah. Like, let's change the math. <laughs> I'm ready to voucher it. Specifically, uh, Brilliant Diamond. I'm getting this because I technically skipped Gen 4 since I didn't have a DS at the time. I say technically, since the first time I played Diamond, Platinum, and Diamond, in that order, which was terrible, by the way. Yes, it is, actually. Yeah, I only played Platinum, and I would yeah. not go back. <laughs> yeah. Was in 2012 during Gen 5. 
Meanwhile, my brother who had one has fond memories of playing Pearl, and he wants to relive them in that copy. So who am I to say no? <laughs> Basically, I'm getting it so I can have better memories and a great experience with the generation I skipped. Between my brother and I, we collected all the cards of Gen 3 and 5, which we both still have today, but I'm looking forward to the refresher on Sinnoh, as well as simply getting a new Pokemon game that is still relatively fresh to me. That's true. I think th I think it's been long enough that so many people haven't played it, and those cartridges are very hard to come by now. I'm very bad at restarting my games, because I want to yeah. keep my original Call of Fame thing on it. So I totally understand that. I, I have not played it in a long time. Yeah. So it's, uh, this is actually, like, I completely understand this. Yeah, it's, it's been long enough that so many people who are playing Pokemon, this is a new game to them, regardless. Mm -hmm. I have vague memories. I have no clue. I remember Fuego Ironworks existing. I have no clue what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I only remember going there because it, you, I wanted Magmar to get Magmortar. I vaguely remember it being a thing that exists. I have a general idea of on the map where it is. I don't remember anything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an optional area. Uh, that's all you need to know. As far as the future of the franchise portion of this question, I won't pretend that I know as much about TPCI and the patterns that have formed with the most recent release since the 3DS era, but something I have observed as an improvement over the year is their constant additions to their online network. Aside from Festival Plaza and the timer issue, it seems almost every two generations has included something to make playing online with friends on card a lot easier, with the PSS allowing for the quick battles and trades with registered friends, and the introductions of link codes this gen. Actually, the link codes weren't that bad. I, I'm not upset about They're it. They're fine. Like, after they added it, put it up to eight digits, like... Yes, it's much better. Four digits, you had randos occasionally. Eight digits? Yeah. We're doing okay. Pretty good. <laughs> Connecting with people on card has never been easier. So that, in addition to how easily accessible can competitive became with Tanubis myself, uh, thinks that the franchise in terms of gameplay is moving in the right direction. However, I do agree that the remake should stop with this. That's so true. <laughs> Unless Black, White, and 2 is released as DLC to a Black and White remake, which I don't foresee happening, I can't see them continuing with the remake gimmick from this point forward. But I've rambled on long enough. Wish you well, and enjoy your vacation, Thatch. Your squire, the Purple Knight. It will be a good vacation. By the time you're listening to this, I am sitting on an island drinking a glass of rosé. <laughs> that is all you need to know. <laughs> I'd prefer they go the emulation route for, like, bringing back old games, but eh, whatever. I really think that's the direction they should go. They they seem to have fixed, like, the dual screen issue already with Diamond and Pearl, and so they just have to fix the dual screen issue. I, I'm i not sure what they them. did with the Pokecatch is a fix of the issue, but... Ah, <laughs> uh, it's a thing. It's all that matters. Good news is, like, Gen 5 barely cared about that. Like, yes, Gen 5 didn't care at all. Gen 5's second screen was the Wicom. Like, they yes. already fixed that. <laughs> they fixed it. Gen 5 doesn't matter. Gen 6, I think, did something similar. Like, it's just the PSS. It's the PSS mm -hmm. in Gen 6. Yeah. PSS was cool, though. And then Gen 7's just the Rotom decks. So you're fine. Mm -hmm. So I think all you have to do is make, the, make those button presses, and then you're fine. Pokemon games have so many extra buttons. Yeah. Unfortunately, Elka... Making $60 games is probably more profitable on their end, so... Like, yes, this is true. I, I don't see remakes ending, but I could see the next one being Gen 2. Hopefully not, mm, let's go. I can see that. Give me the five. I've waited this long for Snivy. You can give me five next, damn. We need Snivy back. Yeah, I'm like, it's ridiculous. I can't believe they didn't add in more starters to Sword and Shield. Like, I can't believe that. It is so hard. Missing the starters is the most strange thing to me. Yeah, right? Could you imagine if they, they announced, like, Gen 2 remakes instead at, uh, in the, on Pokemon Day 2022? <sighs> uh, um, let's go, Joko. Hmm. 
Fine, let's go zero two. Oh my gosh! Oh, all right. Well, thank you for that purple knight. We really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, green Taurus badge. Do we want to give it to anybody? Yeah, give it to Sly. Piplup's awesome. So, Sly, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Yeah, done. All right. So on that note, if you want to email us next week, what are we talking about today? Tell us something that you think BDSP needs to have in the next game. Email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com, and we will take a listen to that. And then on that note, if you want to keep up with us throughout the week, make sure you check out pucklediscord.com. Dash will probably still be there, even though he's on vacation. Uh, you can also go ahead and follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr. You can also go ahead and follow us on uh, YouTube over at youtube.com slash pucklepodcast. We still post things over there occasionally. Uh, check out like TCGcast over there. There's visuals on those. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Come you do leave likes, too. It'll help our discoverability. Yes. Even if you don't watch the podcast there, just come leave a like. It'll help us grow. It'll, it'll yeah. boost the algorithm for us. Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Also, come over to Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast, where I try to stream twice a week. Not next week, but I do try to stream twice a week on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then occasionally, randomly, on other days. But if you mm-hmm. keep if you keep up with us on the other platforms, you can find uh, when we do that. Uh, also, come to the Discord, because we're going to be doing uh, – I think we're going to be doing the Dada Sarud and the Shiny Celebi stuff uh, once I get back from vacation. And if you're a patron in November, I think that's when we're going to be doing the uh, Shiny Zashin and Shiny Zamazenta giveaways as well. So definitely keep an eye out for all of that. Uh, yeah, Speaking of Patreon, if you want to support the show monetarily, a great way to do so is over at patreon.com slash pucklepodcast. Uh, we give away Pokemon. We have an extra podcast over there. You can also go ahead and uh, just support the show if you like us. Get access to an exclusive chat. Get access to BreederBot. It's a really good time. We really, uh, We really appreciate any support we get over there. Uh, in addition to that, uh, if we hit $850 a month over there, we are going to give away um, physical green Taurus badges to everybody at the $10 tier. So if you haven't already, uh, make sure you do it. If we hit $800 before that, I think uh, the patrons get to sponsor uh, like a community-wide giveaway uh, for the for um, like a, a week or something like that. So as soon as we do that, we'll schedule it and get it ready. The patrons can vote on the Pokemon and suggest them for the rest of the community. So on that note, uh, I think that's everything that I've talked, I usually talk about. Don't support Patreon if you, uh, if you don't, if you can't. We appreciate you just listening to the show. But that's everything. I have been Trainer Thatch. I'm Spooky Sublime. And I've been R Sigma. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.